two hosts. Tell me the most interesting thing on your mind right now. Sorry, I, 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 I was working on something. What was that? Two guests. You know, you guys really suck. Why is the floor wet? To one inept producer. I'm just saying, you guys don't have that same thing before sex? I've got a checklist. Four intriguing topics. They talk, you listen. Disappointment follows. Welcome to That Was Disappointing. Remember to tip your veal and try the waitress. When does it work better with the podcasting episode? It's true crime. It works either way. You are listening to to that sexy, sexy voice there. That is our friend Art, who has contracted COVID once again, um, uh, along with along with AIDS. Uh, Art, how goes it? Ah, well, COVID for the second time is better than the first. I mean, just if you're going to play that music, can I just go ahead and be like, what happens when this person decides that they want to do this one thing, but then they get locked up in prison for it? That's exactly what that music needs to be. I, I want to say that I've actually never listened to Serial ever. So I've really? heard of it, but I've never really? listened to Baltimore it. Really? Baltimore native didn't listen to the first season of Serial. Never listened to it. But what's hilarious yeah. is now that I heard the theme song. Now I get where only murders in the building took their entire theme structure and musical profile from. It's, it's I, a, I, that makes I, me appreciate that show so much more. I haven't <laughs> seen it, and I need. It's to. wonderful. Oh, it's, it's, it's excellent. Amazing. So yeah. funny. Uh, and just so everybody knows, no, I don't have COVID again. I just recklessly drank through a sickness. And I have extended what should have been a two or three day cold until like a seven or eight day fiasco. So here we are. Maybe. But we now's are. the time. If you want me to do any of your movie trailers, you uh, just tell me. <laughs> In a world. <laughs> In a world where Kenny gets fired because he keeps taking all of our money. Okay. Well, go, go on. As I was talk. saying, that, that sexy, sexy voice uh, belongs to our. Well, to to one of the hosts of the show, along with myself, that is Art, who's dealing with something. Uh, We also have producer Kenny, as always, here with us. Kenny, how goes it? I am great. I'm looking forward to this episode. Uh, Looking, hoping we can solve some mysteries tonight. Florida is disgusting. And we are also joined by the lovely cat. Cat, it's nice to see you once again. And. Sans baby bump because you have a precious baby boy now. Is that correct? It is. And I am very excited to be drinking my second beer for the year of 2021. Yay. <laughs> oh, and Kenny, uh, what drink do you have this evening? I have a BTK lemonade extract. Also known as Mike's Harder Lemonade. Sorry, it's what they oh. sell it. They sell it, my guess. At first, I was confusing BTK with BTS, and that's that Korean band, right? So I was. It's it's a fine I line. Them, I get fine them mixed line. up all the time. <laughs> I'm <laughs> always just like, oh, it's like that band BTK. Smooth like, nope, <laughs> <not> like butter. <laughs> <laughs> and Art, I am guessing you are not drinking uh, alcoholic libation. Hot toddy, motherfucker. Nice. I go with the old adage. And I am still, um, I had a party this past weekend for my birthday, invited a lot of my BBJ people over BBJ. and, uh, and I, uh, I drank pretty much an entire bottle of Seagram's. Um, so I have just a smidge left over, which I tossed here into a, one of my usual concoctions with some Sprite. So we'll see how we'll, we'll see how I'm doing by episodes end uh but sounds like we're all doing well um i didn't really get into what the topic was at the start i was joking that it sounded like we were doing podcasting we were actually doing true crime this evening which yes is interesting because there's a lot it's something that a lot of people love look at the popularity of the id channel um you know uh salacious uh 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 
magazines at the at the uh, at the grocery checkout. You, so, um, or anything time, on Netflix. I mean, you, you, just, you just go on Netflix and five of the top 10 are, are true crime. Like, you know, this is what happened to this thing. Um, before we go on, though, I just want to state this is my uh, uh, 41st appearance as a person on this uh, on this podcast Ooh. today. Yeah, I, I'm now third. I am now I'm now third. I haven't produced nice. as many as Dave yet. <laughs> But I've, as of today, I'm a third. So third yeah, place. I'm sorry, Joe. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 up. please. Uh, that's all. Congratulations. I wanted to tell uh, that for the Patreon. Poor people. bastard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so my first topic, um, talking about true crime, um, you know, something that's always kind of been a, a hotbed of topics, you know, and you don't see it as much anymore because of, because of how, um, because of how um, the improvements that's been made to law enforcement and whatnot, serial killers, um, y- you know, th- it seems like there's cameras everywhere nowadays. There's print, you know, there's uh, DNA analysis. It seems like you don't really have these, these freakish people who leave these trials, you, you know, who just leave these, these, terror in their wake i guess you could say so my question is in in your lives um you know there have been many many serial killers uh that you've heard about on the news uh, you know all kinds of horrible terrifying stories what is the one that scared you the most and being a uh well being being a guy, um, and especially being a youngish man at the time he was executed, I would have to say John Wayne Gacy. Um, uh, and it's a it's probably a close tie between him and Dean Coral. Um, uh, the reason being is because they both killed young kids, and they not only, well young to teenage kids, and they not only killed them but they tortured them, raped them, just did all kinds of horrible shit to them. Uh, during their whole ordeal and you know John Wayne Gacy you know one of his personas personas rather was Pogo the Clown because he used to go ahead and dress like a like a clown and go to birthday parties and uh, political events stuff like that (laughs) no 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 (laughs) wow Uh, that is not me thank you very much um, and Dean Coral uh, was known, and this is just creeptastic, as the Candyman. And so, you know, you know, just hearing nicknames like that and, you know, knowing what they did to these kids, especially, you know, I've read stories about, you know, Gacy would drown people and then revive them just so he could kill them again, you know, pee on them, burn them with candles. And I'm just like, just sick fuck. And just thinking about, you know, them dealing with all this and then having to having him perform his old uh, his rope trick where he would tie a towel around their neck and then take like a towel bar and uh, turn turn it and until uh, they basically were strangled. Just oof, just gives me the heebie jeebies. Have you guys seen the 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 one picture that they have online there's a couple of them of him actually dressed up as a clown oh yeah yeah oh, oh yeah dude how fucking well, freaky is that and there's an infamous picture too of him standing next to um i think jimmy carter's wife was Rosalind carter and you know not that she knew who he was you know he he was at you know he was a democrat and he was at a fundraiser and you know he was a big you know he he had um he had brought in a lot of campaign money and, you know, you know, after what transpired came out, they're like, Oh, you know, here he is standing next to Rosalind Carter. And not that she knew who, who in the fuck he was, you know what I mean? But it just, you know, just creepy things like that. Ugh. So, yeah, I would have to go with John Wayne Gacy. Um, I don't know which one of you wants to pick it up from here. It's um, this is kind of a fucked up topic. So I'm sorry. You know, I'll chime in. Um, I am a weirdo and I love uh, true crime. I actually studied criminology in college uh, and spent a lot of time in the prisons uh, around my college. Um, And I don't think I could honestly say I've ever been 
creeped out. I mean, I've been creeped out by serial killers, but like I've never actually been scared of them, weirdly enough. Um, but I would definitely agree with you that that Dean Coral is a pretty creepy guy. Um, Eileen Wernos kind of fascinates me a little bit. Um, she was one that I I found, I don't know, I guess you would say is it's creepy, uh, especially being a woman, a female serial killer. There aren't very many of those. Um, is that the one I, I found who, her- um- is that the one who the, the one actress played and won an Oscar? I, I don't remember her name. Yeah, yeah it's, Monster. Uh, Charlie's their own. Thank yeah. you, thank you. Monster okay. was the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, there are a couple of really good documentaries out there about her too, but just very interesting. Um, but as far as scary, I guess I would say H. H. Holmes is probably the creepiest. Not that I would ever, you know, in my lifetime, obviously, <laughs> he wasn't he wasn't around, but. Um, I don't know, just the idea of this like trap house almost. Um, and he, you know, lure, lure people into them and put them in these rooms to torture them until they died. Some of them just, you know, suffocating in, in walls. That's pretty, I think, pretty I messed think up. Kind of, I think he's kind of considered America's first serial killer, although I'm, sure right. were, although I'm sure there were more before him, but yeah. Yeah. first <clears throat> big name in the news. Yeah, yeah. That, they made a big thing. Yeah, yeah and um, a lot of you know a lot of things based off of the work that he did, <laughs> so to speak, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Art? Uh, I am a huge fan for all this fucked up stuff. So I have heard about so many of these people. It's hard to pick one, but I think I got a good one. Um. That none of them, I'm like cat. None of them scare me, but I will be disturbed by what they do. But I think this guy takes the cake for just being fucked up beyond his heinous crimes. And I'm talking about Albert Fish, the werewolf of Wisteria, the Brooklyn vampire, the boogeyman. He was a <clears throat> serial killer, child rapist, child murderer, and cannibal. And the most atrocious thing he did, aside from his physical crimes, was that he sent a letter to the Mm. mother of one of his victims describing exactly what he did. And it's just awful. I mean, he I'll just read one little sentence to give you an idea from his letter. I choked her to death, then cut her in small pieces so I could take my meat to my rooms, cook and eat it. And it gets worse from there. So Albert Fish was like heinous beyond all levels of heinous. And there's a lot. He was killed. uh, He was executed, I believe, in the electric chair. And he then they find something weird when he was executed. Like he had stuck all these ends up his ass or something like that. Yeah. In his perineum, like so the taint area, they found tons of needles, fragments that he'd just been sticking into himself. He was this guy who just liked to hurt himself and. Yeah, I mean it's 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 all over the place, but um. Joe, yeah. didn't you write something similar in my yearbook, my senior year? That sounds about right. <laughs> that would show you. <laughs> Might have just like thanks for the needles in the taint. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess for me, if I'm I'm the last one here, um, serial killers. I mean, dude, that Richard Ramirez guy, um, Night Stalker, uh, the Night Stalker guy just there's his randomness and did he kill you i mean he raped you and i uh, dude, there is that guy all over the place in in la and stuff and uh yeah that that's pretty that's pretty spooky stuff i mean they're all come on they're all scary as shit none of them are gonna be like okay well i'll take one over the other when <laughs> right when art and i went to the haunted museum uh, out in vegas they had um they had the bedspread of one serial killer who was known to like you know kind of tie his male victims down to the uh, bed yeah. and i believe he was a cop and he would rape them and torture them you know until he murdered them. did you just and say you the, believe he was a top no a cop, a cop. He said. oh a cop. A cop. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but definition yeah he's definitely but, a top but the bed had like shit stains on it so all, i mean yeah oh. lots of stains the actual bedspread that that they had is it was, it was yeah wow yeah I'm all right kenny to, um i don't I really know who that guy is i can't remember his name but yeah yeah how do how do i score this um okay <laughs> that's what i was gonna ask <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna Girl say going to hell. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
I, I'm going to say that uh, nobody gets points because this is a very awful thing to talk about. And uh, yeah, <laughs> that's what we need to, to root for for the entirety of this episode is that nobody gets points. All of those guys are assholes. If you do, and, you're going... and then she she talked well, about I girls, understand so... Jeffrey Dahmer was a nice guy, but up until the end. Right. And what about the guy who like, what did you drank the Kool-Aid? What was his name? Um, Jim, Jones. Jim Jones. Yeah. Jim Jones. He was and great Leonardo all the way up to the DiCaprio end. is playing Jim Jones now in a movie. That yeah. was oh, wow. oh, that'll be interesting. Uh, another... Oh yeah. Ted Bundy. Everyone loved him. Yeah. Did you know that Jim Tyler. Jones would talk about his ding dong in his like preaching? <laughs> he would sit there in his, in his tapes. He just talk about how, and he would, he was talking about how he, he would make love to men and women just to prove a point about religion, particularly men, so he could show them how straight he was. Hmm. And he also had another... I never great, needed to prove that. He had a great saying. He would shout, let the night roar, which is amazing. I heard that on another podcast. It's a true crime podcast. I'm going to show you how man, how straight I, how straight I am by fucking you in the ass. Yes, and there are recordings <laughs> of him saying that, essentially, and it is amazing. If I can find that, I'll bonus it. And then he made some Kool-Aid. And then he made oh. lots of Kool-Aid. 909 people's worth of Kool-Aid, I believe. Wow, that's a lot. I thought it was a lot less than that, like two like two or three hundred. Oh, he, yeah, he, not good. Well, anyway. I gotta say, Kat, I hope your topic uh, uh, is a little bit more... Uh... Is a little bit more more bright than what I let us. Hey, this is it's true, true crime. crime. What are you going to do? I mean, true crime. You you can only get so you know happy with true crime, <laughs> but um, but no, it's not. Um, so <laughs> I want to talk a little bit. You know, there's a lot of a lot of true crime out there that you know very popular. Lots of podcasts, lots of documentaries. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts, uh, especially. Weirdly, when I'm driving across the country alone in the middle of the night, I tend to want to, you know, hear about the people who were murdered on the side of the road in the middle of nowhere that I'm driving through. <laughs> um, but a lot of a lot of them are unsolved, and um, and so I want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, uh, the you know that one crime that's kind of unsolved that you'd like to see solved, and I know that there are a lot of them. Um, but one for me that comes to mind, I don't know if you guys have heard about the Oklahoma uh, Girl Scout murders, um, but that's one that I think about a lot. Um, it, it just because it, I don't know. I don't know what it is about that. It, it, if you don't know Tell what it's about. about it. Yeah. So um, there's there used to be a Girl Scout camp in Oklahoma. And um before camp started one year, there was a creepy message that, you know, someone was going to kill three girls and they thought it was a joke. And basically three girls were murdered and raped um, and found in their sleeping bags about 150 yards from their tent um, after the first day. And uh, it was horrific. And I mean, just awful. And of course, you know, we're talking about seven six-year-old girls like very very young young girls um who were raped and murdered by someone and they still to this day don't actually have it solved though they did have a um a suspect that they took to trial and basically acquitted because um if i remember correctly they didn't want to not be able to find the real murderer like they didn't want to they were pretty sure it was him, but they didn't have enough evidence. And so, you know, if they ever found somebody, they didn't want to basically be in a position where they couldn't take somebody else to, to trial. And um, so to this day, this happened, I believe, in the 70s. Um, so a long, long time ago. And to this day, yes, it's not. Seven, 77. Yeah. So still not solved. Um, but I think about it a lot. And, and if you're curious about it, you want to hear more about it, there are a couple really good podcasts I could recommend that have um, you know, multi-episode um, episodes <laughs> about it <laughs> uh, because there's so much to kind of dive into. But for some reason, that one is one that just kind of keeps me up at night. And I, I'd love to see it solved, though I don't think it ever will be, unfortunately. I'm going to tap in because I want to take the answer before Joe has a chance to say it. <laughs> Jack the Ripper. I want mm. that to be proven mm -hmm. with, 
absolutely conclusively. I want that to be finally proven. No hearsay. Oh, it's this guy or the you know the courts uh, or the you know the royal court surgeon or this that and the other thing or whatever. I want to know. That's from hell. That's what I'm saying. It was conjecture. That was posited as a theory at some point. There's tons of theories. They even thought H.H. H. Holmes was the Ripper, but that's not true because the timelines don't add up, add up. But I mean, like people have tons of theories, but that's one that because of sheerly because of time, I don't know if we'll ever figure it out. Things like Zodiac, there's still chances, but something like that, it's lost. No, they've actually proved. Uh, well, they're actually not, pretty sure. The, the group that's been researching it has they have a very very strong belief but i don't think it's been unequivocally proven that it's that guy but that's a great fucking lead that they have hmm. joe be... well it's it's and i was actually going to mention that you know it's a shame that i can't say the zodiac because it appears it's been, it appears it's been solved um you know I would have to go with, and, you know, and I'm so that, you know, it, it, it's interesting that um, I can't remember if it was Kat or Kenny brought up Netflix at the beginning of the episode talking about the, you, you know, Kenny, I think it was you. God um, damn it. You're going to take mine. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I, I, I was just going to say, I was going to speak specifically about an episode that I saw last year of Unsolved Mysteries. Um which thank God it was revived on Netflix because that was one of my favorite shows growing up. In fact, I'm, I'm still pissed that art didn't start the episode off with the, Unsolved Oh, it's great theme song. Well, when we um, do unsolved mysteries, then I'll do that. Okay. There was an episode that had to do with a French count. And this is pretty recently, um, you know, in the blue. past 20 years or so. And, uh, you know, because I guess the French still have counts and, um, <laughs> This guy murdered his wife and his kids, all of his kids. It was like three or four kids, um, you know, and his wife and, you know, just vanished into thin air. And they think he, he literally walked into like a mountain range or something like that. And they don't know if he died up there or if he did that just to kind of just to make it look like he did die. So, he could, you know, he was always obsessed with moving to like the United States Um but but the thing that really that just really and i <laughs> it's weird i kind of get get the shivers just talking about it right now the thing that really stood out by from that whole episode was one of the people at the end was saying the thing that's so crazy about this guy is that he's so ordinary meaning that you know, oftentimes, you know, America's Most Wanted, Unsolved Mysteries, all these shows are like, oh, this guy, you know, has a scar, he has a lazy eye, he has, he, he, he's bald, he's this or that. This guy is so ordinary looking that like you would pass him on the street and not, and not even bat an eye. He just looks, he just looks, and you know, that is how, if he is still alive, that's how well he's blended into public, you know, that he's blended into public because, he just looks like an ordinary person. And for some reason, that's just always really, yeah. You know, if he's living here in the States, who, who am I to say that he doesn't live next door? You know what I mean? You, you know, and it's, you know, the, the, this person who butchered his entire family, including the damn dogs, you know what I mean? It, you know, you know, just, just you definitely just describe the guy who lives two doors down from me. So, well, that's because you live in Florida, <laughs> but <laughs> Florida's disgusting. Uh, that's life. But I would actually, but, but I would actually say a, you know, unsolved mysteries. A lot of these, a lot of these crimes that they brought up are just, they're just mind fucks. And, but that is the one that really stood out to me. I mean, you know, cool story, bro. It's interesting. There are a lot of those, it seems like a lot of people who just have gone missing and they're very ordinary and there's really no explanation as to why. Um, I, again, you know, there's one specific podcast I listen to a lot that does a lot of missing persons. And it's like, that story happens every day. It's crazy. Like what happens to these people? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, well, it, for it, me, in fact, just real fast, Kenny, I'm so, I'm so sorry, but just real fast. It, it reminds me of a guy who's been on the FBI top 10 for 20 years now who killed his wife and kids. 
uh, I think it was out West and he moved into the woods afterwards and no, you know, people are like, did he kill himself out there? Is he still living out there? But this guy has been on the top 10 list for decades now. And, you know, to mm-hmm. the point where when they believe that, that he's passed, that's when they'll take him off, but he's still on there. I'm sorry, Kenny, go ahead. No, you're good. I don't hear that. Fuck you, Art. That was good. I, I wanted to hear that. <laughs> Just because you're sick. Okay. Anyway. Hey, for me, guys, I want to know who killed Teresa Hallback, man. Um, this is uh, like, uh, what is it, Wisconsin. Um, this is Making a Murderer, Netflix. You guys are aware of this, Stephen Avery. Um, mm-hmm. So Stephen Avery was uh, c- like committed to um, prison for a while and then acquitted. And that police department did some uh, fucking really scandalous shit in the and and now I I mean I'm frankly I I I'm not convinced at all that they know who t- killed Teresa Hallback and I think that uh, if I were their family I would be all over that stuff but um, that's not for me but that's my big one man making a murder on Netflix if you haven't watched it it's got two seasons there's a third season coming out lots of going on um, yeah somebody killed that girl and it wasn't Stephen Avery I tell you that so wait Surprise, do you think he motherfucker innocent or do you think he's involved no there's he's not innocent uh, he's he's innocent he's not involved at all really um, absolutely man if you just look at it and i've gone through and like th- this is one of the most fascinating true crime series that i personally have been involved with um if, if, if nothing else it's because it really is unsolved um stephen avery didn't do what what they say that they did he did to that to that lady and uh and brandon dassey his nephew was also in that and he's all he's been all but acquitted in this whole thing because of evidence just isn't lining up and uh bad uh, he he uh, i could go on and on guys you gotta, you gotta watch it but that that's the one for me Ooh. So, Kenny, um, did we all do good? And this is zero points once again. Yeah, we all did good. This is zero points. What am I going to do? Am I gonna, yeah, Joe. Uh, um, or no, uh, I'm going to give him the cat because I like to hear about, you know, murdered Girl Scouts. <laughs> it's horrible. But think of the tagalongs. Wait, wait, you think that? You, it's really, do you think that's horrible? <laughs> no, that's, that's even worse. Uh, all right, Art. There goes. Go her, uh, oh, it's my turn. <clears throat> tell us your topic in your sexy, raspy voice. That's right. Okay, let's see. Um, so, how about we talk about the best or worst true crime series that we've either listened to or we've watched? And now, true crime does not necessarily mean just murders. <laughs> There's other stuff out there. So, I will say that the worst one I've ever watched because it was, it felt like such a colossal waste of time, was the one on Netflix called This is a Robbery, and it was about the world's greatest art heist. So they paint it in this way that it's this colossal crime worth tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars that happened in, like, what, the 70s or the 80s or maybe the 90s, I don't remember. And they, they build it up with such gusto that they're like it's almost like they're saying these people got caught but we're gonna hold off to the end then you get to literally the end and like we have no idea and we may never know and all i thought was what the fuck was the point of that show how is that that's to me true crime you need some sort of ending i get like i don't know i i hate true crime that has no ending i just can't stand it my wife she likes that stuff you might listen to the same show cat where it's about people who go missing and you just never fucking find them they don't know like i can't that annoys the shit out of me so but the, we open oh. with a, with cereal that nobody I did listened, not listen to it nobody I said listened that to i the openly said i did not listen to cereal i listened, I to, listened to that yeah i heard I that mean, one yeah well, well, look my on... favorite true crime podcast is to live and die in la season one amazing that was fucking earth shattering season yeah. two not so much and you know why because they didn't figure out what happened. But in season one, they did. Kenny, and I'll actually let you go next just because you've gone last, uh, I, I think, for both topics. But with Serial, I mean, that that spoke to me because it was right 
next door to where I worked. All that stuff, the high school, the library, mm. the Best Buy. I, was- I lived, I went and paid for stuff at that Best Buy. I've, I, like, I went through my whole head and like the whole thing about this, that first season of Serial, like just going through that whole murder. And I, I, don't, right next I don't, I don't believe, I don't believe it. I don't believe him. I, I, I think he's innocent. I think he needs another trial. I think something's Ooh. wrong here. I agree with you. you. Disagree? On that one. We're no, just going to agree to disagree there. I think, okay, so so I take it that your answer here, Kenny, is serial for this topic. Oh, no, no. Okay, so if I were going to go best or worst, um, one of the, dude, I'll tell you what, um, one of the best crime series, I, I, I wouldn't even, I don't know how, I don't know how to explain it. We were, we were on a road trip, my wife and I, and um they kept talking about in this uh i listen to a lot of public radio and they said shit town was like one of like a really a good good mm. pro- podcast right and uh it's a mystery it's a it's a suicide mystery type deal um it it was so fucking fascinating and um i i, I know this is obscure and our listeners aren't going to know about it but i mean i tell you what as far as true crime is concerned you got a guy who, you know, has got so many layers and you're, you're trying to unravel these layers like an onion. And, and every, every episode kind of gets down to a new layer and, and you're just listening. And I, I, I was fascinating. And I'm telling you, it made, it made eight hours turn into one hour. It was, it was awesome. And I, I got to say, like, you know, when it comes to true crime, like, dude, if, if it's not a straight up documentary, like on Netflix or whatever, where they know what's going on, it's not like one to one, dude, podcasting is where it's at. I mean, radio is where it's at for that kind of thing. So yeah, I would say that the shit town, which would be my, uh, one of my absolute favorites. I mean, it had me every minute of every word they were saying it, it, it drove me nuts. So, um, Kat, do you want to go next or do you want me to go first? Oh, I'll, I'll go. I, I agree. Podcasting is where it's at for true crime. And um, I, I'm going to go best true crime series. Um, so there's a, a podcast called True Crime Garage and hands down my favorite podcast for true crime. I listen to it way too much, um, but they, they do a lot of um, very popular cases. They do a lot of busy person cases, but it's these two guys that drink beer and talk about true crime. And they're just very interesting. They, you know, go through the facts and they definitely give their opinions, but very clearly state when it's their opinions. So, you know, don't give them too much shit. Um, and, you know, feel like these people who are committing these crimes are dirtbags and aren't afraid to, to let you know about it. But, so I like the way that they approach the conversation, um, but you know they also pick a lot of very obscure, very interesting cases, and so it's really interesting to listen to. Like it just captivates me. I can't, I can't stop once I start listening to it. And I, I've actually found myself just driving around so that I force myself to continue listening to an episode or multiple episodes because it's so good. Driveway moments. Yeah. <laughs> so. Even though I'm scared of Kenny awarding me negative points here, um, and I know that Kenny and um, and Kat both feel differently, I have to say that um, you know I have to go back to Adnan Saeed real quick. Um, my mom had a certain sixth sense when it came to stories out there about if people were guilty or innocent and whatnot. And and, and you know not that I ever talked to her about this case, but remember the case about. Um, uh, Susan Smith, where she said that some guy robbed her and, you know, drove her kids off or something like that. And, you know, it turned out that the kids were drowned in like the back of her car. My, my mom knew. I remember this. Immediately it was her who did it. <laughs> you know, she saw her yes. press conference and she literally saw her press conference and said, that bitch is guilty. <laughs> you, know, you know, so, you know, she just had the sixth sense. Adnan Saeed, I don't know if he, if he killed the, I think he killed her, but at the very least, he was involved. That's just my sixth sense there telling me that that, that he, he was in. Now, that said, if I was on the jury, I could not have convicted. But, you know, given the evidence, but I have a gut feeling there that he was involved. Uh, now, that said, 
I'm going to cheat and I'm going to say that my true crime series might not really be a true crime series, but it kind of is. And it's both my best and worst because it's terrible, but it's a train, you know, it, it's a car wreck. You just can't look away. And that would be Tiger King. Um, oh, I, I was <laughs> oh, hoping God. somebody would mention Tiger King. I, you know, I watched that last year, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic. And that, we all that was did. Like the first show I actually watched at, you know, at the onset of the pandemic. And I still don't really know what the fuck I watched. I remember <laughs> thinking that the guy, not Carol Baskin and, and not, not the Tiger King, but the other guy, I, I was like, uh, yeah, oh, thank God there's a normal person on the show. And then by episode two or three, you find out that he has a harem of women. Yeah, that show did such a good job of just being like setting you up and then at the end of the first episode bam blowing your mind next episode i mean dude it was perfect i mean it came out right at the pandemic oh god uh, my question though is how in the hell are they doing a tiger king 2 which i know that carol baskin and her husband are currently yeah. suing netflix to make sure it's not released but what is really left of the story so well he's so appealing isn't more. he yes he's appealing and and there's been evidence okay so as a floridian i get local news down here and there's been new evidence that apparently like you know the 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 little tiger thing the little zoo that they have has been shut down and i think it's back open now but like you know i don't know i i'm i'm waiting for netflix i don't i don't i want to change my uh i want to change my answer on the previous topic I want to know what happened to Carol Baskin's first husband. My guess oh, is she killed him. Right? <laughs> Dude, she killed him. Come on. She she murdered him. Yeah. He's dead. Because she murdered him. <laughs> I believe that. I, I I don't I don't I don't have belief. I'm aware of that. She did that. Yes. Did we skip uh, somebody? Nope. Great. Okay. So I'm gonna give. <laughs> I'm gonna give Cat the points because that little baby boy. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right, it's my turn. You, Kenny. Yeah. Yeah. Why do we love this shit? Like, why? Why? Why are we so fascinated by this? Like, He's crazy. Dude, a good mystery. Okay, so I, I just want to point out. That in preparation for this episode, my wife and I were sitting on the couch and she's like, well, let's watch some true crime stuff. I'm like, okay, find something on Netflix. And she finds something called, you don't, I think it's called, you don't fuck with cats. That's yes. one of the best documentaries so I've ever seen in my life. What? So good. Duh. I can't Fuck. watch. We're not even. We're not it even done with the so, first episode. So good. We're not even done with the. And I hate cats. Fuck cats. I, I'm, I'm, I'm the first. Fuck one you. Like, fuck you. Fuck. I hate cats. I don't want them tortured or murdered. Oh, not on the torture murder part. Just fucking cats. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. So, Kenny, when you are done, go to Troom Crime Garage and listen to the Barbie and Ken murder episode. Seriously. Did I'm you just, just give it that. away? Did you no. just give it? No, you no. better a, not have given it away. That's a different. Those are different no, killers. Different, I know, I know, totally but different. are they no really? Are they really? I mean, they are. On. They are. They're yeah, different they're killers. Totally okay, so different. that gives but it away, guys. It doesn't totally. at all. It doesn't <laughs> no. at all. It all right, doesn't cool. at all. It, that that one takes you through so many turns. It's wonderful, dude. Yeah. And then like, yeah. If you go through it and like you know these true crimes like that if you step outside of the, what's, what's actually happening in the crime itself that they're talking about the documentary that the, 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 the present presentation of it all, you know, like it just grabs you and they're like, I, I literally, I, I like, I'm inspired to make like a documentary about the most mundane shit <laughs> and like make it so epic that you're like, Oh my God, did he, did he actually use the milk to pour the cereal? Did he really do that? I mean, it's I just awesome. So yeah, so we just started that prior to the to the recording of this episode, and this says I, that took thirty seconds. So, um, I mean, who else would like that? So wait, so what's the question exactly again? Why do we? Why like do it? we love this shit? Yeah. Oh. 
I'll go. Why I'll do go. we love? I I think it's because <laughs> uh, why why do we love trash TV? Uh, you know, not me, but I mean, why do people watch the Maury Povich show and Jenny Jones and Jerry Springer? <laughs> not you. You want to feel? Come on now. You want to feel better about yourself than than these people. So that, we're elevating ourselves. <laughs> Exactly. So, so we use it to elevate ourselves. I, I do I, the mystery, man. I I don't know. It, it's yeah. The the mystery is captivating, but did you really? You know, if we're saying that Tiger King was a true crime series, and and what do you all think? Do you does that classify as a true crime series? Yeah, it's true crime. I mean, it's just yeah. like, I mean, it was essentially a, a you know, it, I mean, luckily the crime that was focusing on didn't happen, which was him trying to have her killed. You know, it was a, but it is was, it especially captivating? Do you really like well, you- every, see it's there's, you can't pigeonhole what makes something captivating for that. The characters were captivating these human beings. Other times the story's captivating in the situation it's it depends every story is different you know it like for example that. i'll just say like talking back on kenny's don't fuck with cats to me what was captivating about that was the degree of skill that the internet sleuths had to solve something so fucking deviant that was amazing to me that was captivating joe exotic he was a captivating dude so and, everything's a little different and just to piggyback off that um, I watched the HBO documentary last year about Patton Oswalt's first wife, um, who, who I don't remember her name. She sadly passed away, but she was the one who um, basically tracked down the Golden State Killer with all of her research. And it wasn't just her. It, it was a lot of people working with her online in these different forms and whatnot. And they basically cracked the case. Um, and the guy's in his 80s now and is going to spend a rest of his life behind bars and boo hoo hoo you know but it's like it's better than what he deserves um but but again it's i don't know it's it's some of it is is captivating but some of it really is just trash tv like the tiger king and i just think it's it makes us feel better about ourselves so. so about the tiger king if i may um you're right. All the stuff about Tiger King is just us watching a train wreck of a person. Of people. <laughs> but Carol Baskin definitely killed her ex-husband, right? I mean, come on. Oh, yeah. She definitely <laughs> did that. Yep. We're going to get sued. <laughs> come on, dude. Come on. Homie. I mean, it does nobody makes. I mean, dude, her, her bookkeeper was like, mm-mm. And I have a bookkeeper. She knows more about me than anybody. I mean, trust me, my bookkeeper is going to be like, no, didn't happen. Nope, didn't happen. That guy didn't do that shit. Trust me, I kept his books. I mean, I'm I'm telling you, Carol Baskin killed that dude. And I think we're going to see some shit in season two because of the local news. Her whole thing is shut down as far as I know. Like, you can't yeah. go there and do it. I mean, there's got to be a reason why she's suing them to not release this thing, right? Like, <laughs> right? I, if you got something to hide, you don't want people to know more about you. Correct. Of course, then there's the flip side of the coin, which is everything could be held against you, too. So, but I don't know. I'm with you. She did it. 100%. She did it. 100%. And I could see it when they talked to her. I could see it when they talked to her. I was like, oh, you're, you're fucking guilty, you bitch. You're guilty. Yeah, you know. What's your thoughts here on this question, Kat? Um, you know, for me, I, I think it's different for everybody. But for me, I, I really enjoy sociology and why people do the things that they do. And, um, you know, I've, I've always been interested in crime stories, I would say. But once I hit college and I was really studying it and I was going into the prisons and the jails and talking to people, that's when it really hit me. It was like, oh my God, people do these things for reasons that make sense to them. And it's just so interesting to, to learn about, to hear about, to understand their perspective. Not to say that it's right, um, but you know, to, to hear where they came from and to hear why they were able to reason with some horrific thing that they did 
Um, you know, I, I actually got to meet um, a, a black widow in one of the women's prisons and she was just very like, yeah, I mean, I just wanted the money. And like, it was just this very real normal thing to her. And so to talk to her and to listen to her side was, you know, not to make it okay, but it just, it made me want to know more. It's intriguing. Before yeah. we get to Art's answer, has, has anyone watched a show on Netflix? And I have not, but I've been intrigued by it. I think it's, I think it's in, I think it has like two seasons now called My Octopus Teacher. I'm a Killer. Oh, uh, no. no but i want to see that the interview that. series yeah okay. like like each episode is about a person who is murdered and i i don't know if they're on death row or they're or they've got in life or you know a little bit of column a a little bit of column b but it's it's uh but that intrigues me just to hear these people who have taken lives and to get their perspective on things it's yeah. really interesting to talk to them and like hear their side of it and mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, I think it's fascinating. Why. And it's one of those things that you're able to kind of be like, oh, I'm nowhere near as crazy. I think I'm crazy as fuck, but I'm nowhere near as crazy as this guy is. <laughs> Makes you feel a little more normal. <laughs> yes. It puts you in the in the right realm. Um, there was a show on Netflix. Um, God, I don't remember what it's called. They've since canceled it, which pissed me off. Um, it has two seasons. Um, it starred uh, Nick Groff, if anybody knows who that is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mind Hunter. Mind Hunters. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mind Hunters. And that was I, good. That was fucking great. Oh my yeah. God. Start Still to gotta finish. finish season two, but I really liked that a lot. Uh it, it's, it's canceled. Really good. Yeah. Who was the canceled who's who was six foot eight, who they always talk to? Uh a real person. Yeah, the mother's boy guy. Um Edmund oh, Kemper. Uh, yeah, Thank yeah. You. Kemper. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Uh, well played by the actor who played him in that series, by the way. Um, and yeah, everything, everything. I mean, Nick Groff's amazing. I love him anyway. So, um, yeah, where am I at? Are we done? No, it's my <laughs> turn. Oh, it's Art's turn. Go ahead, Art. <laughs> I'll make it. Why do we love quick. this shit? It was kind of a, pig- a slight piggyback off of what Kat said. I think there is a, um, a curiosity with why people do what they do, but I also think there is a morbid fascination with the fact that people do these things period i mean the reality is you you look at what these folks do and it seems alien and so far off and otherworldly but in reality it is nothing more than a small moment an instant a decision away before any of us can do any of these things now clearly they have problems and they act out in a way that most well-adjusted normal people wouldn't but the reality is it only takes a second to pull a trigger it only takes a second to push someone it only takes a second to do many of these things and it's just that it's just like it's such a it feels like they are literally canyons apart but these are human beings who just did one thing and now they live this completely alternate reality and we get to see into that parallel world that looks very much like ours but it's not it's all left-footed and strange and i think it's because of that familiarity at strangeness that we a lot of us are captivated by this thing you know it, it speaks to something inside of us that we might not be in tune with or quite aware of but i think there's a lot more of a connection that we hold with people than we realize and it's just that strange fact that they are human too and it's just hard to reconcile that so for me some somewhere in the early aughts grand theft auto 3 came out for the plan playstation 2 <laughs> And I have never been so satisfied by just fucking killing people, like just killing them. Like I want hey, the world to know that this is going as exhibit A in the trial. Down, just fucking find a sniper rifle, get up on top of that parking garage, and start. And just can they catch me? Can they get me? Can they? You know, is, is that is that is that is that a problem? Should I? Is that? normal that's perfectly fine as long as you and, keep it in the uh, video game world and not in the real I mean, world that, that was okay. the that was the first of many iterations of that game so yeah. i can't be the only one no and, no that's, i think that's which, another thing it feeds into that internal yeah thing and that's speaking, in us yeah separating reality from mm-hmm. you know fiction like that 
And speaking of which, Kenny, I think you should ask your wife, um, since she's the breadwinner, if she would buy you the new Grand Theft Auto trilogy, uh, which is a remaster of GTA 3, GTA Vice City, and GTA San Andreas. Comes out this Thursday. I'm already pre-ordered it, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. You mean that your wife is pre-ordered? Yes, yes. Hey, I make money. No, you don't. Fuck you. You don't know anything about me. You don't make you, you don't make money other than what you make on our show, and that's not enough. So it's all good. I would like for you to continue to believe that. And, um, I trust right. Joe. Joe knows everything. Kenny, are there any points to go around here? Or oh God, everybody wins tonight because I just, I, how how am I going to do this? I can't just be like you know, one zero killer is better than any other. Cat, thanks for joining us tonight. Hey, thanks for having me. Always nice to see y'all. Art, Joe, you got anything you want to plug? Nah. Nah, I'm good. (laughs) All right, so I'll read us out. Thank you, listeners, for allowing us to finish the last of Aunt May's lasagna. As you listen to us for an hour, she will be missed, but that lasagna was awesome. Our top financial contributor for the week is Likes It In My Teeth 4002, and they say, I want some of that Art Hall shag carpet in my in, to line my van. That's not disturbing, but it is dis- disappointing. <laughs> for real, though, thank you to all our contributors, and my new kitchen will be fantastic when it's complete. As always, you can find us at thatwasdisappointing.com or wherever you download your podcast from. I'll release a newest newish episode every monday perfect for a commute some house chores or maybe an escape while the jury deliberates thank yous to our guests guys play us out i got the blues i got the blues i've got the blues i and you come in again. Again. God. Again. Oh, that was. Ugh. I very much have tried my best to give you a good life. But in spite of all of my tried, a handful of our people with their lives have made our life impossible.